Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another Video Games to the Max. This is episode 177 and we are the official video games podcast of W2Net.com and we are also in partnership with WarMania.com and Last Word on Life. I am your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, it's been an interesting two weeks uh, for both of us here. Uh mainly in things that we have played and also because you are now uh, you've had a birthday so have your birthday yep and you are now an owner of a switch yep i got the good red and black blue one <laughs> so how does have you I, I know you only have mario for it but uh how does it do you, do you like your switch do you uh i wasn't like aware of how goddamn thing that small how small it is mm-hmm. like yeah. i have a little android tablet from like you know 10 years ago and it is like the same size as that <laughs> yeah and certain pants that i have i can have it fit in my entire pocket oh yeah uh like i mean aside from the controllers obviously i mean which would right, make yeah. it stick out but yeah the thing is huge like like so small that I can't imagine playing that thing, like, as a handheld. <laughs> well, so you you haven't tried, like, using it as a handheld, like, getting in your bed and... I tried, uh, when I first got it, I, I got the system on, let's see, Wednesday, I think, and I had no games. I only, I ordered, like, Mario on Thursday, and I got it today, or yesterday, but, I got it today, actually. Um, but, so I tried, like, downloading a few demos, like, I think I downloaded, like, Puyo Puyo Tetris demo, which is fine, and I downloaded Pinball FX3, and that run, that ran, like, garbage on handheld mode. (laughs) Yeah, that's gonna happen. 
sadly. So, I, like, once I put it in the dock and tried it, then it was, like, you know, fine. But I was like, eh. I mean, I, if this is the way it's going to play in handheld mode, I don't think I want to play this thing too much in that, in that mode then. I didn't notice that with Mario. Well, I assume that, that like, Nintendo run, Nintendo made games are going to run better. Right. Because they're more, like, they're built for the specs. You know, they're designed for it. Like, Pinball FX, you know, just kind of a cheap... Uh, port job probably so <laughs> yeah that was like what one of the early port jobs too no because that came out just a few months ago but it's pinball fix so it's always going to run kind of jankily <laughs> but yeah like mario's great it's a lot of fun did you get the pro, uh, pro controller no i got nothing w- w- with it i got the system alone and that was it also the Go ahead. Those controllers are super tiny. They're uncomfortable, like to use. You know, what like one like one on one. I would say, or like how you know though. Well, you can have two people play this thing at one time. It's like yeah, but both controllers are uncomfortable, so I don't want to do that. <laughs> so you use the grip most of the time. Actually, yeah, that thing's actually pretty comfortable. I think. Yeah, I I would say that. The Pro Controller is worth it. It is very, very comfortable. It's probably my favorite controller, I think, uh, out of all of them. I mean, obviously, the PS4, that Sony controller is iconic, and we all know how to use it. uh, But if it wasn't for the stupid Nintendo having to switch the B and A, it would be perfect. I've run into numerous problems where, like, Mario's like, hit A to confirm and hit B and I go back in menu. Like, God damn it. Yeah, like, why couldn't you have just made this like every other controller in Nintendo? Come on, dang it. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, there's... I also got uh, that Mario cereal, so I used that in Mario Odyssey. (laughs) Does uh, the cereal taste good? I don't know, I haven't opened it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, aside from getting a Switch, you have been playing a lot of games. In fact, in the time frame since we've done the last podcast, both of us have posted a review. Uh, So I don't think none of you guys need to hear me talk about Super Meat Boy. Everybody's played Super Meat Boy at this point, except for me when I was actually playing it. Uh, It's good on Switch, and the two-player mode works. Uh, That's all you need to know. But you've been playing some Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and that yep. review is up on WTNet.com, so you can go read it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what do you, like, think of the game? That story mode really surprised me, just uh, the way that they decided to do that. I think the fighting engine is superb. Like, the best arc system works is done, probably, like, ever. Because you can easily combo, and, like, everything looks flashy, plays well, like, look is very fast looks great like better than the anime you know the but the story mode is just kind of weird because it's like a board game where you have to like move your token around like the board to like fight to get to the boss uh but as you fight like your your fighters lose health they gain experience but they also lose health so you have to swap them out with like less powerful fighters and like by the time I was done with the first story arc, like I beat the boss who was level thirty five and my max character was like level eighteen. And like I didn't know if I was just supposed to keep grinding 
but you can't really because there's a time limit on the board game of like 20 turns and every time you move your piece it's a turn so you can't really afford to screw around that much <laughs> yeah that seems annoying like you can just like go back like there's like a just a map select screen you can kind of grind it out there but that i don't want to do that either <laughs> And like this, the, this basic story is uh, there's another Android, Android 21. Uh, I haven't beat the game actually, so I don't know. Like I don't know like the conclusion, but the gist of it is is that like she has a cloning machine, has cloned all like the Dragon Ball characters, and like is now fighting against them. And she's also trying to eat the regular like the core characters to get more power, like Majin Buu, like basically. She sounds awesome. Yeah, like, her voice actress is pretty good. Like, she's very kind of over-the-top and, like, I would say petulant or, like, child, like very, like, kind of like a, like a yelling child almost. Um, like, there's, a, like, once I beat her in the Goku, like, the story mode, like, the first arc, like, she calls my character Bastard. That was pretty funny. <laughs> And she's, like, what, like, not even... I, I saw that there was, like, a quote that apparently she's, like, not even 10 or something like that. I have no clue. Yeah. I mean, she looks... I, I don't know, like, you mean her age or... Yeah, yeah, like, her age. I, like, I saw a quote it, in a picture of her If, that, if that's the case, that, that's kind of weird because, like, her character is fairly adult-looking, especially, like, right. when she walks, I'm like... This is turn like this is almost like a DOA game. <laughs> like, <laughs> calm down, Toriyama. <laughs> well, it's an Android. You got to make it look. Uh, yeah, but sexy Android twenty, Android eighteen did, Android eighteen didn't look like that at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think it's actually good that it's like another female character for Dragon Ball because they have one who's good. <laughs> right. Um. And I, like, she's only created for this game, but I know, like, I know Dragon Ball Super, the current show, is ending soon. They're going on hiatus, they say. It would be nice if, like, when it comes back, they bring her in. Because I think she could, she is, like, a strong enough character to, like, have a story built around her. It's not endless amounts of clone fighting like it in the goddamn story mode. <laughs> yeah, I read you, uh discussing that a lot like it's just I don't, I don't understand that object of having clones appear constantly it it makes it feel like they just did that to like fill out the story mode instead of just you know. oh yeah like it's just padding like i think about like a mortal Kombat story mode like they the, those story modes are like four hours long maybe but you go through every character, like, every character basically has, like, four fights. And it's like, okay, Liu Kang starts off, he has four fights, then you switch to Raiden, then Sonya Blade, you know, that, that, that. In this game, you build up a team of, like, three characters, and you just fight, like, endless months of, like, Krillin clones or Goku clones, and none of it matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes like, me... There's some good story beats in the story. Like, there's some good interactions between certain characters. Like, like if you 
put two characters like on a team together, they may have like a good interaction and there's some good, like actual plot story beats here and there. But yeah, just having to like start on a map and it's filled with like seven nodes of clone fighters and have to get to the path, like of least resistance to the boss to get to the next map. It's like, Oh man. And also the, the enemy clone like teams respawn. Like if you clear the map out, they just keep like pop back up and it's like, okay, <laughs> this makes me extra not want to do this. <laughs> I mean, to like to its credit compared to other arc system works games, this game story mode has fighting in it. It's like too much of it, but it has fighting. So <laughs> it, it isn't some two hour long anime like guilty gear Zerd is. It's incomprehensible. It's probably because they already have an anime, so they didn't feel the need to do that, whereas Guilty Gear third doesn't, you know, have the cachet that Dragon Ball does in that realm, so... Yeah, but uh, that make it that makes it extra crazy, because it's like, I have, no one knows what the fuck is happening in Zerd when they have this two-hour <laughs> movie. It's like, I would rather that have, like, just fighting, like, characters fighting for no reason. Right. Like one of the, one of the glossary terms for Zerd was that man, and it's like, okay, what does this? What the fuck does this have to do with anything in this game? <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, aside from the story mode, which is like, I think like it's tedious, but it does train you very well in the fighting game, like in like the game engine. But like the fighting is just fun, I think overall. Well, that's, I mean, that's good, because, I mean, that incur- have you played online a lot? Or? I try, I have it here and there. Uh, something weird with my internet, like, it, I don't know what, if it's PSN or what, but, like, I frequently get disconnected from PSN and WoW, and I'm not sure what's, what is going on, if it's, like, my roommate, or if it's just Comcast sucking, or what. Like, I have great speed, but it's just not consistent, it doesn't seem like. Well, PSN did go down for a while. So. Well, it's not that. Like, it's not yeah. that. Like, I've had other, you know, problems before. Like, I can I can barely stay connected to a party chat with PSN. Yeah, because you had that one problem where you went out, like, once or twice. With yeah, like and... I, I tried. I played Neo with a friend of mine, like, last week. And, like, we did one mission. We did it four times. One time we failed. The other three times I just disconnected. <laughs> Damn. Have you called Comcast? Not yet. I will soon. So, you've uh, also been playing Monster Hunter. Yeah, I've not played a ton of that at all. So, my, like, observations are just very superficial, but it seems fine. (laughs) Like, it seems complicated. Like, more, probably more approachable than past Monster Hunter games, but it's still, like, not the easiest game to get into. <laughs> yeah, I only played the beta a couple of times with you, uh, the last one that they had. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it was fun. Uh, just, yeah, if you were doing more than just going on the straight hunt, I could see where it gets complicated really easily. Uh, I think that beta was pretty... Now that I think, now that I've played the real game, that beta was bad because it stuck you with a very crappy weapon, like that stupid transforming axe sword thing, which was terrible. <laughs> oh God, I hated that thing. 
like now that it had the real game, like there's like it basically starts you off with like 14 weapons, and it's like you'll pick one if you want, but you can switch it any like you can go back to your house and switch any time you want, and you know use that if you want. Yeah, I was I was thinking there would be different weapons, but so there's ones that don't transform. I'm assuming. Yeah, like I'm using two uh two short blades, but there's like a katana, like a buster sword you know lance stuff like that with the the weirdest or even just like straight out guns you can you can i can use probably the weirdest one is a metal bagpipe which is a support weapon i think that i mean that's been in past monster hunter games though but it's just still weird (laughs) metal bagpipe all right but yeah i did my first hunt like i just had to kill a bunch of lizards and that was fine so you can see yourself uh, enjoying it. Yeah, I'm just I, at the moment. I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything? Uh, well, we both played the Metal Gear Survive beta. Yeah. That was interesting because I mean I know you played it before. I played it with you. We also played it with uh, Sean Comer, who uh, was doing the stream, and it was. <laughs> It was funny just because I remember asking you, like, well, do you have any interest in this? You're like, hell, hell no. And then we get yeah. we get done playing, you're like, you know what? I actually like this. Well, the thing with that demo beta was, like, it didn't explain shit at all. It was just no. like, here's here's a mode, or, you know, here's this thing you have to protect. That's it. And it's like, okay, <laughs> Uh, it was, ba- it was, it was tower defense, but there was a ring around the, like the drill thing we had to protect. And if you had defenses in that ring after the wave ended, they were, they would get destroyed, <laughs> which the yeah. game doesn't tell you. <laughs> no. Uh, and then also like, uh, stuff carries over, which I found really annoying because like. I played that beta with a friend of mine before I played it with you, and I wasted all my cool stuff. So when I when I tried that beta with you and the other Sean, like I had nothing. <laughs> I just had the knowledge of like what to, what the hell to do. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like once we played the second mission is when I finally figured out stuff because the f- the first mission yeah. I was just like, well, hopefully Mark will just carry us through this thing because I have no well, idea what's going on. Well, once I got that little walker tank thing, that thing was awesome. <laughs> yes, that walker tank thing was was fun, just getting to, to use that, whatever. But I, I'm interested in the single player just to see. It's apparently, like, pretty meaty, like 10 to 15 hours for a game like that. So Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's basically, it's Metal Gear Solid Five's game engine, but survival-focused. Uh, like, you build stuff, you have to create, like blueprints and you know we'll create stuff from blueprints and fortify your base and stuff like that well hopefully the main game you know delivers yeah something uh the other thing i've been playing is the iconoclast that's okay <laughs> like i it's a metroidvania and i really i tend to really like those but this one there's, like, no real upgrades. Like, you just get, like, weapon upgrades. Like, you get... They have these things called, like, tweaks, which is kind of like a... 
support like a support thing. Like you can slot in like different skills, but they don't really do much. <laughs> uh, I kind of don't like the story, and that's about it. <laughs> so, what is it about? You play like a mechanic, but in the world where like mechanics are outlawed by this like religious organization, and like that's about like. I haven't gotten too far into it, but like your dad is a mechanic and he may or may not be alive. And like, I guess on the run from this like religious church, like just trying to stop you. Hmm. I, I, it's just like, I read a rock, paper, shotgun review and, or not a review, but just like a column about it. And the column was basically like the longer I played this game, the less I liked it. And I, I read it and I'm like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> That's interesting because like everything that I see about it is somebody praising the game or whatever on Twitter. So, like, I don't think it's I don't think it's bad, uh, but it just like the I don't think the actual like platforming is that good. <laughs> hmm, that's a problem for that game. <laughs> yeah, you do that a lot. Uh, uh what else? Uh, and Subnautica. I got. I tried that again since it finally came out. <laughs> How is it now and out of early access? Or it's the same. Same. Okay. <laughs> or like, I think I, pl- I. I think I played it like maybe a year ago, and it's pretty much the same game. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Like I, Normally, they make I, a lot of changes. So. I like the idea of the game. You know, it's just fun to just kind of explore like an underwater world. Uh, I wish it was just a tad clearer about like the tech tree or like what you need to get to like you know progress further and further up it. But you can say that about every damn survival game, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, true. Like I don't think like very few of them are really about that, or you know, like the whole like you need this material to get to this tool, this is how you get this material. It's a lot of fumbling around, which I, I always find just kind of aggravating. Because like, I don't want to have a Wikipedia entry open or a wiki guide to like get to figure out all this shit. You kind of just point me in the right direction. <laughs> I feel like more and more games now, you're having to do that. Oh, yeah. I got, like, I got a feeling like Metal Gear Survive comes out, it's going to be all that... <laughs> Speaking of Minogar Survive, there's going to be very strict online requirements for that game. Uh, basically, you got to be online all the time, even in single player. If you lose your connection, you are dropped from the game. Uh, and it's also going to have microtransactions. Well, microtransactions was kind of a, was a gimme. Like the, the MGS5 had that, and. Yep, that ruined the multiplayer in that too. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I think the online thing is kind of weird. <laughs> like I know why they're doing it, but like it's going to tick off a lot of people. I think, especially for and, single player. Like, yeah, it'll just it'll just lead to, to the game getting like hacked like almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I I mean I don't think about it because my system's online all the time anyway. But, oh yeah, you know there are people that only get online to download the patch or the update or the whatever, and then they go back offline, 
And yeah, you can't do that with that game. So, you know, yeah, cutting their audience a bit. I mean, I don't know how many of those people really are out there, but it's still, I think, a significant chunk uh, at this point. Yeah. Uh, as for me, we talked about the stuff that we played uh, together, but I've been playing uh, the other game that I have for review right now. I actually have another Switch game, but I'm trying to finish uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory first because Hacker's Memory is like a 40 to 50 hour game, and I'm about halfway, I hope. I thought about I thought that in the first game, and then okay, so I I ran into the same thing that happened with uh, Xenoblade Two, where because this game is basically like happening at the same time as Cyber Sleuth, and you're just playing a different set of characters, you can basically play these games concurrent with each other, and so because I'm streaming Hacker's Memory most of the time, I have to wait. I have to wait for it to make the video, and then I have to wait, like, an hour for YouTube to upload the thing. So yeah. in that time, I'm sitting here playing the original Cyber Sleuth. Uh, there's a lot of reused assets. It's almost Bandai Namco. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We made no bones about the fact that you were basically playing a game that was going to have a lot of reused everything. Uh, and that's a lot of what this game is, except the different characters. There's now 320 Digimon, and there are battles called Hacker Battles, which are basically like a strategy game where you try to take over a certain amount of pods that equal points, and then you can battle uh, if you, you're trying to take over a pod that is already controlled by the enemy. Uh, and then once you kill their Digimon... They're wiped out, and you you take over their pod. But yeah, you know, it's just it's amazing doing something like that and noticing how much the same it is. Uh, but then also realizing that I thought the first game was ten chapters, and here I am in like chapter. I was at chapter six when I got Hacker's Memory. I'm now in like chapter twelve of the original game. And it's still going, and I'm like, what the heck? I thought this thing only had 10 chapters. This thing is still going, so I imagine that Hacker's Memory is the same thing. And I'm in, like, Chapter 5 of that game. Uh, so hopefully uh, this week, since I think I'm hoping to hear back from one of the job interviews I had, uh, which they're saying sometime later in the week, I still have this week where I'm not working, so I would I would have that one done. But, you know, I think... Overall, it's a good RPG. It just it gets really samey after a while, especially because until you fight certain bosses, if you know how to build your Digimon up, the game never gets hard, and it gets tedious after a while of yeah. fighting the same monsters, and then, oh, this is not going to hurt me at all, so I can just press A or press X, and do something else on my computer while I'm pressing it. 
X. So, are, are, are the monsters all clones? <laughs> the monsters are not clones. They're all Digimon. But, uh, you know, it's... You do fight a lot of the same ones, so I guess you could say those are clones. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna give you. Like, I had a code for Tokyo Xanadu EX, and oh I thought God. about giving, I thought about giving no. that to you, and I was like, nah. <laughs> no. Wait, that's the same game that came out on PC like last year, right? But it now it's on console. Probably. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I tried to play that on PC. And it was so old school that I was like, yeah, this is not not happening for me. <laughs> Did Adam just send you that or something? Yeah. He sent me, like, nine games, like, like I think, like, four days ago or for, for, like, my birthday. Like, there's extra codes he had lying around. Oh, really? So wow. I, 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 have a co- I have a code for that, which I'm never going to use. And I had a code for, oh, what's the other one? Uh, Asel World versus Sword Art Online Deluxe Edition. Oh, Excel. Oh, that thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's a great. I'm kind of awesome. interested in the one that's like a sort of a shooter or whatever from that series, but not not that one. <laughs> that's that's kind of like that uh, Hyper Dimension whatever Sega Girls thing that they came out with. It's like yeah, why? So he just sent you a bunch of codes. Like, okay, well, here, happy birthday. Well, yeah, he also sent me codes for uh, uh, Mr. Shifty, which I actually did use. I haven't played oh, it Mr. yet. Sh- Mr. Shifty's awesome. I know you liked it. Uh, but he sent me codes for uh, Franchise Hockey Manager 4. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, <laughs> my dreams have come true. <laughs> I could so see you just like, what the hell am I doing? Uh, that's great. But, uh, all right, moving on. The Microsoft has announced their games for gold for February. Uh, February 1st to the 28th is Shadow Warrior. And Assassin's Creed Chronicles India uh, is the 16th to March 15th. Uh, that's that three-game series where they made that 2.5D Assassin's Creed, which are – they're fine. Not, not great. <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're passable, but right, they're exactly. not like what you want. <laughs> no. What you would want if you have the 360 and you can play in your Xbox One split second is a really, really good uh, arcade racing game. Uh, everybody should check that out if you – I have not. It's a, it's an older game. It's like from 2010, 9-ish. And uh, the port of Crazy Taxi, which is, is awful. also awful. <laughs> yeah. Just, and the soundtrack's messed up on it and everything. Yeah, else, so. that's why it's awful. <laughs> yeah. No, no offspring, no no dice. I say that about every, every form of entertainment I come across. <laughs> Sadly. Sadly, you have a betrayed like, us there. Go like... Ahead. You wouldn't think, I mean, no offense to Offspring, they're not that big of a band anymore. Like, you wouldn't, you right. don't think it would take that much to relicense that. Like, that that soundtrack only had six songs, I think. Four were from Offspring and two were from Bad Religion. Like, I love Bad Religion. They're not, like, the top of the, they're not, like, the top of the leader, 
charts either. Like, you wouldn't it wouldn't be that much to relicense those songs. You wouldn't think, but those were some of their bigger songs from the '90s, though. So yeah, but that was from the '90s. Now we're in the <laughs> 2010s no one gives a shit they about the Oscar make, anymore they still make c- albums yeah but so, they don't still sell many albums <laughs> no no i agree with you but uh, i don't know i think it, that stuff is done by the record companies and i have to i don't deal with this personally but i have to hear about it with rock band about sometimes how they it takes them forever to get this one song because Sometimes they base it on the fact that, okay, well, this song is really popular, so this is going to cost you more than, say, you know, if you got a Offspring Deep Cut or whatever. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if it was Sega not wanting to do it or Microsoft said, look, we're not paying this or whatever. No, well, two things. The last Offspring album was 2012. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I would, I would think it's Sega because, I mean, they ported Crazy Taxi to a bunch of different shit like a few years ago and they didn't license the soundtrack for anything. It's like, you cheap, you cheap bastards. Like this is why this game is good. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, sometimes you have to work. It's Sega. Go, go relicense the offspring. Go really, go relicense pizza hut and KFC and put it in this game again. (laughs) No, when they're still making games like Sonic forces. Yeah. Yeah. They gotta waste, (laughs) they gotta waste money in other, in other creative ways. Uh, speaking of creative anthem, well, not it's we pretty much said it, but uh, and I think everybody uh, that's anybody has been saying anthem is not coming out this year, and now you officially get word that it's not anthem delayed until 2019, and many of the people working on it told Kotaku they feel a lot of pressure now because of the problems with Star Wars Battlefront 2. And the stuff with Destiny 2 going on right now of, oh my god, it's up to us now to make a game that has a world that's continuously going and make it good. Uh, I think that's a fool's errand for Bioware's part. Like, all of their eggs are on Anthem. Like, if this game fails, like, Bioware's done. It's sad to say, but it's going to be true. But maybe don't put all your eggs on one game. <laughs> maybe not have games as a service. <laughs> like oh, it's EA. Bi- Bioware's best games are single-player focused, story-based games. Like there's no online games as a service crap in KOTOR. None of that in Dragon Age, you know, none of that in, like, Mass Effect 2. I mean, yeah, it's EA, and that's why they're going to run run Bioware into the ground. I mean, that's what they do to the studios, but... I, I also, did, like, I watched the Anthem trailer again, and I was just like, this game looks boring. <laughs> yeah, that's that was that whole feeling I had during the EA thing. I was like, can this just end... <laughs> But it's also not my type of game, so... Uh, I mean, it's somewhat mine, but I I didn't like Destiny. Like It wasn't the shooting I didn't like in Destiny. It was, like, the world. Like, I didn't give a shit about, like, the like the, the story premise of Destiny. Well, to be fair, Destiny's story was awful. Just 
Well, I'm not even talking about like told. The, the lack of story. I just mean like I don't care about any of his characters. And like, I think the reason I mean I don't know when they really glommed onto it. It seems like, but the reason I used to like the division was it was an interesting world they presented. Like, I don't think Anthem's going to have that. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why you know you're seeing some of these. Like, there's only so many MMOs that are still around because you have to be able to keep that up. And, you know, I think Final Fantasy fourteen has been doing a great job with that. And, you know, WoW's doing their thing. And, you know, you're trying to do this on console, and it's difficult because you can't... You've also got the people that are expecting an MMO without paying the sub the subscription. Yeah. And you're not going to get that. Well, uh, Final Fantasy XIV is, a, I would say, a pr- fairly unique game. And even, like, Elder Scrolls Online, I think that has a subscription also. But those games have a story, like a franchise cash, beneath, like, supporting them. Like, right. a Final Fantasy or, you know, it's Skyrim, you know, Elder Scrolls, like... Announcing a new one of those. It's like, oh, well, it's made by the guys who did, like, a good game before. It's like, yeah, but who knows about this one? <laughs> and even, like, look at Final Fantasy XIV when that first launch. Like, that was a disaster. Like, they fired, oh, like, the f- entire team. That was so bad. And then the... Well, I, and then with Destiny, it's like, well, you know, the shooting's great because Bungie is great at shooters. But then the way that they just some of the mechanics in the game and the things they keep doing to piss off the the fans. Uh, EA has awful, you know, customer service right now (laughs) with people. Uh, You mentioned EA, you're going to get awful stares. It's it's so, you know, talking about a game that is requiring you to constantly be around and being used as a service and all that. I mean, I think it's best if it does kind of go away for a while. I mean, the real problem with EA is they are, I mean, some of their games have bombed over the years, like Mirror's Edge Catalyst when that came out like a few years ago with the government's like, oh, we want a new Mirror's Edge. It's like, you got one. It's like, no one bought it. (laughs) But that company is so safe right now and like so risk averse that it's like crippling them along with all their like loot box crap. Like they have one game coming out for like 2018. That's not a sports game. And that was supposed to be Anthem. And that's like likely canceled or likely postponed till next year. Well, they have Faye and, or that's not and a way out also. Yeah. But neither of those games are what EA like wants from like a triple A game. Oh no, I agreed, but you could argue that those are not those are sort of out of their wheelhouse, I guess. But and I I don't know much about that fee game. I think I remember parts of it, but that No Way Out game is done by essentially that one dude. Like if I mean if it doesn't do well, that's fine, he can find work elsewhere. If it does well, he may stick around with EA, but he could go somewhere else and make another make another game, and he'd be happy, probably. Yeah, true. 
but make, make another make a make a brother's sequel called Sisters. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would probably play really well right now with all the stuff going on. So, you know, perhaps he's thinking about that at the moment. But I I, I was just pointing out that they do have some games, but like you said, it's not. It's stuff that you know we as as uh, I guess you call you know in the games industry somewhat that are playing games a lot that are constantly looking at what's coming out to to see what you know we can get for the site and stuff like that. You, we're paying attention to that stuff. Not everybody is going around going, oh man, this a way out game looks amazing. Let me go play that. I still don't think, even though it's being pushed as sort of a triple-A game, I still don't think that that's on the radar of a lot of people, and oh, especially oh. not Fee. So. Oh, God, no. Like, that, that was my that was kind of my point also. Like, I don't think the mainstream public, like, unless either of those games does, like, ridiculous, like, review score-wise, I don't think, like, most people are going to care. <laughs> yeah, no, they're probably not. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, and I could see a way out if, like, it really hits with people playing co-op or something like that. Maybe. But... I think that's still going to be your rare kind of person doing that, and they'll, they'll need like a Shawshank Redemption DLC DLC add-on. <laughs> maybe I, I feel like EA has the money to do it. Get but, get yeah. get uh, Morgan Freeman in the voice acting booth for eight hours. <laughs> uh, that would sell your game, right there. But Morgan Freeman. Get to say, Morgan Freeman did something for my game. You'll get people buy, buying it uh, at that point. But this is uh, going to be an interesting year for EA, yeah. to say the least, after what happened in 2017. Uh, like, and, uh, EA will never really go away, but they're dangerously on the, on the cusp now of just being a sports game company. That is very true. And if it wasn't I mean, for I know that in FIFA. Well, I know you like their sports games, at least you know more than I would, obviously. But like the differences between like year after year are so like so like inconsequential, like in the grand scheme of things. It's like, well, it's not like football has you know changes the game every year. So how can Madden do the same? It's like it can't. <laughs> No, it, it really can't, and I, they have started to talk about perhaps going the way of making it games of service as, okay, here's one game, and we're just going to update it, and that, maybe that, at some point they huh. they do it. Unless EA tanks so hard, they'll never do that. <laughs> I don't know, it's been brought up to them, and they say that they've thought about it, but... I don't and then they think thought, that they would unless... I, I'm so. sure they thought about it, but then the next thought is, wait a minute, we can still sell millions of copies of the new Madden to Rubes for, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Let's just keep doing that. <laughs> exactly. Because you buy it and then you get all the free updates anyway. And then you can, you know, justify spending gazillions of dollars on Ultimate Team and everything else. And... Uh, you know, EA doesn't need anybody else when they're making all that money off 
all the ultimate team stuff and, and whatever. I, I think at some points they probably feel like people should be blessed that we make other games. Like, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, as long as Battlefield still does decently, I guess you can include that in there too. But you're not joking when you're saying it's the amount of games that they're making keeps getting smaller and smaller. I mean, you see that with, like, Activision 2, honestly. Like, I think, I mean, somewhat even Ubisoft, but Ubisoft has always been more out there than either of those other two companies. And nobody else is making Steep right now. So, you know, uh, like you said, I, I think Activision is just, they are okay with Call of Duty, Destiny, what it did. I guess they had technically they got I mean, something they, off Crash. They, they have Overwatch. That's all. That's all they need. Yeah, Overwatch. Uh, wow. Uh, the if they uh, do a remake of some other game that they own, uh, there's still people clamoring for a Spyro remaster. Uh, so you know. I... Yeah, I mean, between the two companies that they have, they have these huge franchises. What what else do they need to make? Yeah. But uh, moving on from that, you know, this this could perhaps be the year of Facebook getting into gaming because now Facebook has launched launched their their own own, uh, competitor to Twitch. And it's, apparently it's live right now. It's a, it's a pilot program. You pretty much, It's only live. You don't have any kind of VOD at the moment, but you can live stream through Facebook Live, uh, 1080p, 60fps. And, yeah, you basically use it with OBS or like, like you would any of the other things. I mean, <sighs> Microsoft can't even get Beam to catch on. Like, why does Facebook think this is going to work? <laughs> Yeah, I, the only time you ever hear about Mixer is when you're watching a Microsoft press conference. And they're giving you shit to watch. Like right, they're giving yeah. prizes. It's like, oh, here's some crappy cosmetic items for Halo 5 or whatever. It's like, all right, thanks. I've, I feel like if they had said we're starting our own competitor to YouTube, this might be a different deal. But Twitch doesn't need a competitor. Like, yeah. Twitch is Twitch. I mean... I mean, Twitch's competitor is also YouTube, so... Right, but I think at this point, like, a lot of people are starting to get, go over to Twitch. You're having way less people saying, okay, I'm only staying on YouTube to do anything. Uh, the only reason you still have a YouTube is because Twitch has the VOD thing where they, at some point, your videos get, you know, taken down. Uh, so... Well, I mean, YouTube's also ticked off a lot of people with their, like lowering of, like, payments and stuff like that, so... Uh, I'll get me started with their BS. Uh, hey, if we don't get 800 subscribers in, like, less than a month, we're gonna lose the not only the monetization, but out of the partner program, too. That's not happening, but hey. You know, YouTube just, with just, their choices. Just pay, like, 10 bucks for, for 10,000 Russian bots and I'll be all set. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't understand that point. Like, why wouldn't you just offer a pay option 
where some where people could just pay and they stay part of the partner program. Yeah. Like, you know, it's but it, it's whatever. I get it that they need their advertisers or all that, but who knows? I know a lot of people like to use Facebook Live for things, and that's great. I've, I, you know, I've never I a few people I, I I'm Facebook friends with use it and it's fine, but most of the time it looks janky as hell. I don't know well, if it's their phone or if it's just a service in general, but it always looks kind of looks most of the time it's kind of weird. That's all based on your connection and your phone. Yeah. So. I mean, it just depends on on them, I think, more than the service. But it's a live video thing. Shit happens uh, at that point. So I, I think this is a nice idea. I don't know that it's going to catch on, per se, but... I'll go with no. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no option when I hit share on PS4 to go stream to Facebook. <laughs> Right, until Facebook gets integrated with a lot of things, uh, other than just the, the you know, OBSs and all that stuff, um, then maybe that's an option. But until then, I think it's going to be one of those like, oh, it's nice, but I'm not changing what I do. Yeah. Speaking of WoW, uh, Blizzard says they're overhauling the classes uh, for this expansion. They want to diversify them they don't feel unique enough do you think that that's something they need to do you could i mean somewhat but also that the reason they don't feel unique is because blizzard crushed out the talent system like two expansions ago like so there are no more talents anymore <laughs> so of course they don't feel unique so they say like the area of effect stuff is being overused so they're going to change that great (laughs) i'm I'm amazed it's all i have going for me (laughs) while the thing that you just said the talent system is going to stay the same so i yeah like when wow launched it basically had you had talent trees like you had Mm. 20 like 30 talents it's like okay Every level you get a point, put a point in a talent. You know, there are like three or five levels per talent. It's like, go down the tree. Like, they overhauled that, I think, in like maybe two or three expansions ago. And they got rid of all the talent trees. And they just have like, you pick a, you pick like basically a specialization. And then there are like 18 talents. And you just pick one out of three for every like 10 levels or something. It's like, well... This isn't that fun. <laughs> no. And did they say why they took it out? Uh, for well, they said at the thing they said at the time just for like simplification or for, to get like new players into it. It's like like it wasn't that complicated in the first place. <laughs> it's like yeah, you just made the game much more generic feeling instead of yeah giving it yeah so. Now you're trying to undo what you did? Okay. Blizzard, good job. On. But, I mean, isn't a lot of what that is, though, is basically them deciding, okay, we're going to either add on to what 
we already did or we're going to bring back old stuff that you guys liked that we took out oh yeah but that's that's always kind of the problem like the expansion like this expansion legion has all been about like the artifact weapons like the whole you know powering them up and stuff but at the end of the expansion they're going away it's like well great i spent you know the past year or whatever up you know putting my time into this thing that's doesn't mean a damn thing in this new expansion. Perfect. <laughs> Great job. Way to make me feel like I spent my time wisely there. And if any, I, I like the artifact weapons because I hated it. It was just, you know, another thing you had to like grind for, for like, oh, I need to do this raid 10,000 times to get the staff I want. <laughs> so now you don't have to do that necessarily? No. Well... Does that mean it's going to go back to the whole? Yeah, I think you're supposed to get, I think you get like, I think they've talked about you get like a new artifact necklace, which is kind of the same thing. But it's like, eh, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you feel about Microsoft making the big announcement that beginning with Sea of Thieves... They will now put all of their Microsoft published games on Xbox Game Pass on day one. I have two thoughts. First is, this would be a good good idea if Microsoft actually made more than two games a year. Um, the second thing is, is, why would I ever buy a Microsoft game ever again? <laughs> I think their point is that they feel like they can get enough $10 subscriptions from people that are going to be wanting to play Sea of Thieves or Forza Horizon, I guess, what, they're at four now? Well, the, uh, uh, four is coming out this year, probably. <laughs> yeah, so Forza Horizon 4, Sea of Thieves, I still don't, State of Decay 2, I still don't think Crackdown 3 is coming out this year. Uh, I think it, I think it kind of has to, <laughs> and it's what broken splendor probably. I, yeah. I mean, that's four, maybe five games that they throw out a something else, yeah. but but how many of those are you interested in? <laughs> uh, Forza Horizon Four, yeah. Uh, I would play Sea of Thieves if I had somebody to you know people to play it with. But not something I want to go play with a bunch of randoms or Yeah. But I think overall that's it's not a bad thing necessarily. It's something that they can do because they're trying desperately to get anybody to buy their their games and their stuff right now because Sony and Nintendo are just outdoing them like crazy, so let me yeah. let me let me ask you this question. And I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'll still ask it. Compare this to when WWE made their network switch, like for pay-per-views and like overall production values. Which was better, like WrestleMania 17 or last year's WrestleMania? Not in terms of like booking or anything like that, just how it looked, how it was presented, what if it was a big deal or not. <laughs> uh. Well, WrestleMania 17, yeah. Like, I... I well, nothing feels like a big deal anymore with the network, because they all feel kind of the same. 
that that's kind of my point is I yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion that this might lead to a lowering of like Microsoft uh like production values because if no one are, no one's buying the game like even if they did make you know signed up a lot of people for this Game Pass thing it's still not as much as people going out and buying the damn game. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to get six people for one game. Six people yeah. to buy the Game Pass. And they can just unsubscribe after a month, so you don't... You know, they could... Tend to, except for Sea of Thieves, the rest of these games, they could beat them, and then they yeah. just unsubscribe. I mean, that's what I would do, honestly. Like, just like, yeah, whatever. I beat you know I get, beat it or I got as much as I'm going to get out of it later. <laughs> I mean for game comp for for you know websites and and media people this is great because you don't even have to worry about trying to get Microsoft to give you a review copy. You can just get Game Pass. All right, I'm doing the game and then okay I'm done and I paid ten bucks. Yeah, you know, uh, but. I think for I, I think this is a nice serve like a nice like oh here an, a different option but uh, I mean it's very consumer consumer friendly right but that should worry you about Microsoft's game portfolio to a certain degree <laughs> well I think it it should for anybody uh, just because. You know, it, I know they weren't ever banking on the Xbox One X, like, really doing gangbusters or whatever. I think they were. Or I think they were, like, I think they were thinking, like, this is the next generation. And it's like, not if it's still in the same goddamn thing as the last one, you idiots. Look at the Wii and Wii U. <laughs> I just don't know how they could think that when, when this was being talked about. You didn't know who the heck this was for. I... I think the difference between PS4 and PS4 Pro, like that is a, it's a, it's a upgrade, but a very slight one. But I think like when Sony announces eventually the PS, like PlayStation 5, people are going to take notice. I think Microsoft is banking on people going like, oh, it's the new Xbox. You know, they were out there saying like, it's the most powerful console ever. Like, you know, all this other crap. They were expecting people to like jump in line for it and some people did but they still don't have the games out for it really <laughs> they had nothing out there for forza seven and cuphead like, and that was about it <laughs> yeah but i mean and i mean i'm not i'm not bagging on cuphead at all it's a great game i'm saying that i'm not buying a whole xbox one x to play cuphead yeah so you know the the thing is that they i mean Granted, they offered what all your old Xbox One, your your original Xbox games, your 360 games, and then all these Xbox One games were going to get the 4K uh, thing for free. They offered a lot if you have a, a big library of, of Xbox One games, but I still feel like you needed almost like another launch of games coming out for it and you didn't you had almost nothing yeah they needed like i think i said before they needed at least like eight new xbox one games like a new perfect dark or that was supposed to be cracked on three like but that mm. blew it by a mile 
like new crackdown or you know new perfect dark new you know whatever conquer who who the fuck knows but and they just had like they had a forza they didn't even have like a halo or gears of war uh that was it they had forza and cuphead (laughs) yep nothing uh, so, and, and we don't know, I mean, they're promising a lot of stuff with Halo this year, but at the most, we might get a Halo 6 announcement, and that's it, so. I, no, I think Halo 6 will come this year, but my worry is that, like, Halo 5 wasn't particularly well-received. <laughs> yeah, they did that thing with the story where they, like, left it on a... Well, like that was expected. Thing. I meant more like the like the card based online multiplayer. It's like if you want a scorpion tank, you have to buy this pack and hope hope you get a card that card that has it in it. <laughs> and then that was coming off. At least it worked. Not like the Master Chief Collection where that was all messed up or whatever. But still, <sighs> the Microsoft's in a hole. I mean, they yeah. need to figure out something. Uh, you know, they're nowhere near as bad as EA or anything, but I feel like they would not be doing this if they were in the position that they're in. Oh, no. Right now. Not at all. If, like, if, if the story was switched, it'd be, I mean, Sony making PS Now, like, actually worth a damn. And the fact that it's not says volumes about where Sony's at right now. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole reason why, you know, we've talked about it, but. Nintendo's not in a rush to bring out the virtual console because they don't need to. There's, people are getting excited about freaking Stardew, Stardew Valley on the Switch. I said, like, all right. Start, well, Stardew Valley does work really well on the Switch. As far or as like Sky, Skyrim. Somehow they made that work on the Switch too, but it's like the, all, that whole direct that they just had was a bunch of ports. Yeah. And people are, like, freaking freaking out. Like, there's people super excited about the fact that Dead Cells is coming to Switch, you know. Uh, which, hey, now you can think about whether you want to get whether you want to get it on Switch or not, even though I'm sure on the PC it's going to be a lot cheaper. I think it's still going to just be a $20 game. Okay. I, I didn't know if they would... But it's more likely that you'll find that sale on Steam because the Switch's sales sometimes are like they think that taking two dollars off a game is a sale. It's like no, no, it's not. Yeah. But I, I think my my point in all that is that you know there's also talk about they might bring Fortnite to the Switch or that Secret of Mana remake might show up on the Switch, which you know both of those I think people would really want, but still just. It's crazy that we, we could talk about an old game coming to Switch, like Super Meat Boy, and it and it does the same sales it was doing when it first launched in 2010. And then here's Microsoft, and it can't get people to, to care one iota about their Xbox, whatever they're coming out with tomorrow. They should just give them away. That would help. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, people might actually play them, but even then, they might just go resell them on eBay or something. It's uh, like if Marcus, if Marcus had just said, hey, we know you have an Xbox 360. What if we just sent you an Xbox One S? <laughs> yeah, just 
please play this. Advertise it. It'd be great. Please help us. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, they announced Nintendo Labo. And <laughs> this got so much just either love online or just people absolutely bagging on the fact that it's like, oh, well, I'm paying $70 for cardboard. No, you're paying 70 or $80 for the game that is inside there along with the cardboard and all the other things that come on the cardboard. Uh, to be, well, I, I'm slightly more negative than you are about this thing. Uh, like, I don't think that cardboard is going to last 10 minutes. <laughs> Technically, and, they're supposed to replace it for free. So, And also, that robot-looking thing looked complicated as fuck. Like, I don't know. Yes. I don't know many people who are going to assemble that thing correctly. <laughs> that had a lot of, like, levers and pulleys and a lot going on there. But I yeah. also feel like if you did get to construct it, that's a great sense of accomplishment for your kid. Uh, Anaya saw it, and she was super excited. So, Oh, yeah. I think mission accomplished as far as getting the kids into that. I think the parents that are complaining about, I don't want this in my game room, uh, just, just shut up already. How many just, things do you do for your kids already? Just enough. Uh, but, I, I, I thought it looked interesting, but my, I think, I guess just my trepidation is just like the durability of it. It's like bad, like especially that one walking little insect thing or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, that could get stepped on or just destroyed, and uh, you got to be careful too because the switch like screen is not protected. You, you scratch that up too. So yeah, that's that's not something that you want just laying around the floor for somebody to pick up or throw down or or it gets loose and it comes out of there. Uh, you do have to worry about that. I, I think overall, though, I, I would trust Nintendo. They know how to do these things. They do them right. Uh, this is kind of like another Wii Play or uh, you know, like the Wii Balance Board thing or whatever. It's not anything crazy but i think it is kind of cool just to be able to introduce your kids to building something you know you can color it you can do all these things i'm really excited for it for anaya yeah but if i didn't have anaya i would probably be more like you like all right this is cool but it's i'm not getting the extreme love or yeah all that just wait for everyone to like go just go to FedEx and make their own. <laughs> that too. I wonder if Nintendo will do any kind of partnerships, and you'll get some kind of licensed thing with that, or if it's just going to be Nintendo coming out with more variety packs with that kind of thing. Yeah. I just hope it does well. I like the fact that Nintendo can be weird again because they're selling so well. Uh, three sure. of their games were on the MPD for December uh, 2017. Mario Kart 8 still selling. 
uh, Le uh, Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey on there. Call of Duty World War II, still the number one game, even in December. Battlefront 2, right after it. So the Loot Crate stuff did not make people not buy the game, I guess. Yeah, but you have to wonder like how much, like what they were expecting versus what they got. I think we talked about that. They already knew it was at least by half the yeah. amount that they were not getting compared to last year. Uh, good to see PUBG on on the list there as well, but all the usual suspects, Madden, NBA, 2K, Assassin's Creed, and Grand Theft Auto V still on there. Well, you said and the ten. usual suspects, so... <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how old that game is, and it is still... Uh, selling, selling hotcakes. Uh, speaking of an old series, God of War finally got the release date April 20th. So on 420, you can either play with Lavo or you can play with Kratos. I look forward to Kratos taking on Bluntman, the, the god of weed smoking or something. It looks like Kevin Smith. <laughs> Are you excited for this uh, God of War? Or? Actually, I am. Like the gameplay looks a lot. It really reminds me of Tomb Raider, like the rebooted Tomb Raider, and like that's the Tomb Raider I actually liked. <laughs> like I, I'm not a big God of War fan. I've tried to like that series in the past, but like Kratos has no character, <laughs> and I just didn't like the gameplay much. And this one looks to fix both those issues. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they. It certainly seems to grow go with that same theme of with a Tomb Raider remastered series of like, okay, this is different. She's grown up a bit and more serious. Kratos is kind of the same way. You know, he's got his kid there. Uh, I, I like the mythology in this too. The the Norse mythology is kind of more my thing than the Greek deal. But we'll see how long they stay with it as well because they already talked about that. Old, they have no problem jumping around. But, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this just to see how this all changes for him and how it continues uh, after that, too. This is going to be kind of cool. And I guess you can have your game now be synonymous with 420. Yeah. Well, <laughs> which helps on uh, God of War's front. But the former... Or the, the guy, I think, that used to be uh, involved. Oh, no, not, that's the guy used to be involved with the Twisted Metal, David Jaffe. Drawn to death, did not do well. And so the studio, Supernatural, Detective Agency, uh, had their latest project canceled, and now they're having layoffs happen. He, Jaffe was involved with God of War, the first one. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I know yeah. I've... You directed it. I was not wrong. <laughs> uh, happens when you second guess yourself. But yeah, I don't know. Like I remember seeing Drawn to Death and thinking, okay, this looks cool, right? And then comes then you out, heard it. and then you're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, this is what it is. I think it's cool that he made something like this but 
I just don't think it resonated with people like he expected it to. It was a lot like that uh, cell damage game. Mm-hmm. Only worse. <laughs> I don't know how you can get much worse than that. Like, I, I just don't think Jaffe's, like, mentality plays that well anymore. You know, same thing with kind of like Cliff Blazinski to an extent. Like, that's why Lawbreakers was such a hit, this, like, last year. <laughs> um, like, I think... Like those people are banking more on like game attitude than game mechanics, and it's like that. No, we're past this, or at least we should be. <laughs> but apparently not. Uh, well, like his his game got canceled, so apparently we are. <laughs> uh, he'll probably find something I mean, else to. I'm sure Twist. I'm sure Sony will try to reboot Twisted Metal back again sometime eventually, and he'll, why he'll, he'll climb onto that rotting corpse like <laughs> like his main character. Just, uh... Well, hey, something we thought we're past. We're apparently not either with Sony because they're making things that look a lot like Amiibos, but they don't have any function in the games. Uh, they're from. Uh, they're they're called Totaku. So they're exactly uh, like Amiibos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they come out on March 23rd. The oh, the first line of them is going to be the Bloodborne Hunter, Crash, Kratos, Hihachi. Uh, there's going to be a Wipeout Ship, Sackboy, uh, Parappa the Rapper. I mean, yeah. they do have some iconic... Uh, you know, yeah, mascots the, and stuff. The, but... the iconic Bloodborne Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the... Yeah, hey. the, icon, the iconic Fellstar ship from Wipeout. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're reaching when they're putting a whole ship on there. <laughs> like, why, why don't I just make, like, stupid uh, Funko Pops and just, just call it a day? <laughs> yeah... If it's not gonna have any functionality with your game, I don't, I don't see why not. Uh, just Sony wanting to do their own thing, I guess. Like you wouldn't yeah. want to have a Kratos figure. But these are all from ThinkGeek, so they're all gonna be like probably more expensive than you want to pay, and they they're only like three or four inches tall. <laughs> well, if they're not, if they're more than like. Thirteen dollars or whatever they're ripping you off. Yeah. So, you know, if the, if you're gonna be outpricing the amiibos, then you're putting yourself in a whole different category, and you're gonna get less people buying those. Yep. So you're you're more in tune with this than I am because I don't do a whole lot uh, on Steam. You're the person that's on there uh, more than I am. So. This thing that got announced like last week called Robot Cache that is going to allow you to have to basically like sell used games and Steam is going to get a cut but the developers and publishers are going to get a whole 95% cut 
and you get 25% of the proceeds if it's a used game. Whereas, you know, with GameStop, they don't get anything from used games at all. The developers and publishers don't. So, do you think that this might work more since they're getting a cut, or...? I don't, I see this thing not doing well at all. <laughs> like, I think it's a novel idea, but, like, look at how well Microsoft backpedaled away from their online sell-used games crap, you know, four years ago. Uh, I, I just see no, like, developer putting their games, like, no de- real developer putting their games on this. Like, you're not going to see, like, a Ubisoft or Activision putting their games on this thing. I mean, like it's yeah. the same. It's the same thing with like Desura. Like, do you even know what the fuck Desura is? No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, but do you think that they, let's say GameStop did give them a cut of used game sales, would we see them not be so against it at that point? Then I mean, isn't that the whole whole issue with this? Is that they don't get a cut from GameStop, so they're really trying their hardest to make sure you keep the game and don't sell it back to them. I mean, yeah, but actually, I think somewhat to that, that's to the benefit of the people. Like, I wouldn't, there's some games I, I'm keeping around just for the hell of it because, like, they've kept supporting it over, you know, over the months or even years, you know? Right. Uh, and also, like, if even if GameStop did, you know, give kick some money back to the devel- like the publishers and developers. Like that eat away at their profit margin, and they're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true as well. Uh, I don't know. I just think that Steam is such a hoss at this point that I don't know if there's going to be anything that's going to really compete with it. I mean, you can try, obviously. There's ones that are out there, like GOG, but... I mean, GOG's probably the closest, because they actually do have some, like, new games on it. Uh, I mean, they do focus a lot more heavily to, like, older or obscure games, but I think GOG does pretty well for itself. But, so, you don't don't think this could, like, do the same thing, then? No, because it's just... I think it's just too... I mean, GOG's already is 10 years old as it is. Like, it's just too... Steam is too entwined with, like, the PC marketplace. Yeah, I think you're going to run into that problem. Where I think the used game thing will be a novelty for a little bit, but then people will just... It'll go back to just still using G2A or some other yeah. service out there. Also, like, I guess the question, like, how are you even going to sell it, like... Let's say, like, let's say, for example, they did have like a sixty dollars game on there. Like, let's say just Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and I wanted to sell it back. I wanted to sell my copy. Like, I got got done with it. Could I set my own price? And then what happens when someone undercuts me? <laughs> uh, it doesn't. Like, let's say, really I want, say... Like, like, let's say I wanted to sell my copy for thirty dollars. So I get, I get you know, whatever, $15, you know, whatever I get out of it. 
Well, the like, worst part too is that you're not paid in straight cash. You're paid in their currency with like iron. Yeah, yeah, their Bitcoin and, knockoff. Some of the Crycoin crap from uh, cr- the crisis developers. It's like you idiots. Yeah. No wonder you can't pay your fucking employees with real money. You're banking <laughs> in this shit. Like, come on, man. Like that only works if your company's actually been doing well, not. That one has issues, but I mean, this is at least back, like backed by I think I want to say Brian Fargo. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think that's his name. Like wait, the Wasteland Two developer. Like at least they are making games on like uh, Crytek, but it still doesn't mean I'm gonna, like I'm gonna think that like their fake coin thing is worth a damn. <gasps> It's like I don't think Bitcoin's worth a damn either. <laughs> no, yeah, Bitcoin keeps going down, so it's only a matter of time before that becomes kind of nothing. Uh, I saw, well. I think I saw today or like last night or something that like there's some five hundred million dollar hack for Bitcoin and some like some Chinese like you know uh, mining firm or something or like you know Bitcoin treasury or whatever. And it's like you know what you know what type of currency doesn't get hacked? Actual hard currency. <laughs> so it's something it, there. It can get forged, to be sure. But when you get a when you get a hundred dollar bill from a bank, you be pretty sure it's gonna be it's gonna retain its value. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, the uh, folks at Square are hoping that. You will want to purchase the Royal Edition of Final Fantasy 15, uh, especially if you already have Final Fantasy 15, like Mark and I do. You could pay 20 bucks and get all of the good stuff that's in that's new in this Royal Edition. So you get all the stuff that's already been DLC, everything, all the story episodes, the multiplayer. Uh, you'll get, I'm assuming, the three episodes that are coming later. Uh, but there's also a new addition to the, the world map. The Insomnia City Ruins, like the last portion of the game, uh, is getting expanded with Cerberus uh, and Omega and some other enemies. There's going to be a, a boat that you can use to travel around Altissia and Cape Kayam. Which, that's kind of cool. Uh, instead of using the gondolas and whatnot, you can actually travel on your own boat. You can uh, get more of the wool arms that Noct has. Uh, first person mode. Of course, that already includes also the uh, character switching as well. They got implemented. So, not bad for 50 bucks if you don't have Final Fantasy 15 at all. And then 20 for all the other stuff. I mean... Would you consider getting this? If I mean, maybe. I guess it really depends on how well the stuff is integrated, or if it's any good. Uh, I kind of don't know Final Fantasy 15 though. Like, I know you you didn't get to even where I was, and I imagine you're done with it too. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I beat the game, and then I didn't play any of the main game at all again. Uh, I played all the little the story episodes and that's kind of it. And I did that recently. So 
Uh, I'll just wait till another story episode comes out, and that's probably the only thing I'll do with it, unless you ever say you want to play the Comrades thing, then... We could always try sometime, but I've heard that's not great. <laughs> yeah, we could just try just to see how it is, but I'm not, like, dying to play it either. Yeah. Also, like, that game's hard like hard to get back into after you've been away from it for a while. Yeah, tell me about it. It took me a while to do get the battle system again. Yeah. Uh, especially with Gladio, because he's kind of slow. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to die. Yep. But I'll... It took me like three or four times to finally beat Gilgamesh, but I did. Uh, so I have not... I'll be honest, I don't really do much with movies uh, other than like the two or three or four that I go to the theater to watch a year. And those are usually the Marvel ones or... Something uh, to that effect. That has like be a, be like a big movie that I want to see. So I have not gone to Redbox either for probably about like two years running at this point. Uh, Disney is being sued by Redbox because Disney is trying everything they possibly can to make it to where Redbox cannot sell their movies. They have uh, told uh, vendors that they can't sell them. Movies, even if Redbox is offering to buy them at full price, they've tried to get Redbox to do the Netflix thing where you can't have it for 28 days at the release. Uh, they've tried to tell Redbox that you need to have a special pricing uh, for our movies because you're too low. Obviously, Redbox is not joking when they say that Disney's sitting here trying to offer high prices they're, they're, they do this all the time but I, I don't know I just feel like when Disney's the only one complaining Redbox has got to be in the right here yeah it's just more like posturing like like a I mean Disney's trying to launch their own like Netflix you know so of course they're gonna try to fight as much as they can yeah, I mean, I totally get it from Disney's point of view. I mean, they have always, they're like Nintendo in the sense of valuing their stuff higher than other people's. Their, their things never go on sale unless, like, I'm part of the Disney Movie Club. And for anything that's, like, worth a darn to go on sale, that's like a miracle. You're basically always paying full price. And then if not, they have that stupid thing with the vault where it's like, if you don't buy it this month, it's going away. It's like, well... Okay, go away. Yeah, and, which and is such a, such like a scam because they only like that was like beating the beast for DVD. Like it's like oh, it's out of the vault. Like I think they had like a gold edition for like you know yeah. a few months and it went back in the vault. And then like three like a few years later, they're like oh, here's a diamond edition. It's back out of the vault. It's like okay, <laughs> yeah. or you could just keep selling this thing you know forever and not you know not screw over people <laughs> right like just let them when they have money to go buy your movies let them buy them instead of just i'll buy it now oh my god it's like i know that that works for some people but god you freak uh jurassic world is getting a live show uh which i'm sort of like chuckling at <laughs> so they're gonna re- 
They're going to clone dinosaurs. <laughs> right? Like, uh, it's going to go on tour in fall of 2019. It's going to have the T-Rex, the Velociraptor. Uh, they're going to measure up to up to the height that they they do in the movie, I guess. And Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think that I would go out of my way to see this, but... I might yeah. go just to see like how well the animatronics move. That's about it. <laughs> I just think it's like Jurassic World there hasn't even come out yet, and we're having the live show. Okay. Hey, whatever, yep. whatever works for you. Uh, Maybe it's gonna be such a good good movie that they know the live show is gonna do well. <laughs> that's true. Is Chris Pratt gonna? Also be in the live show at some point. Yeah, he'll, he'll tour. <laughs> yeah, he'll go. He'll go around Indiana for a month and tour around. No biggie. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I guess if you pay him all the money, he might. He might, but they probably don't want to do that. Uh, John Cena might play Duke Nukem in a Duke Nukem movie. No. Nope. First of all, why are we making a Duke Nukem movie? Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, why is Cena be considered for this thing? Well, Cena does make sense. He has no. the build. He has the build, not the right attitude. And he though. has the stupid, corny jokes. I mean, yeah, but I don't like. You and I were talking about this online. Like most of Cena's persona is like the family-friendly. Uh you know, support the troops, do we make a wish foundation, make a wish, make a wishes for sick kids, you know, all that stuff. They're not going to have him, you know, blowing up pig cops, slapping alien wall boobs and having like threesomes. I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, if you've seen him on Total Divas, he is kind of a dick. And like, that's totally, I mean, he's also a dick on WWE to other people. So, I don't know. I feel like he could do it okay. Just, there might be a better person for this than John Dolph Ziggler. What's Jack Swagger up to these days? <laughs> uh, nothing. Exactly. Get him in there. Rehire him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, this, is, like, this isn't even like WWE making this though, is it? It's just no, like, no, no. It's yeah. I mean, he is in movies. He's in the Daddy's Home, Daddy's Home Two, and he was in Trainwreck, and all you know. So he's getting starting to get movie roles. I, I mean, Michael Bay is doing it, so. So you know yeah. it's going to be good. Yes. <laughs> Right up his alley, though. Why not? Why not do it? Uh, Mighty like, Ducks what, is getting a. Go ahead. Weren't they? Wasn't it rumored forever that The Rock wanted to do like a Johnny Bravo movie? Yes. Yeah, look how well that loves turned out. Doing Elvis stuff, so. Yeah, that was like one of his first. I think it was. I don't know if it was him or something, but like that was one of the first thing I. I think he was gonna try to do and then that got canned yeah 
Cartoon Network's like cartoons started going down the toilet. Uh, I, I just don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> I, I don't think the movie is a good idea, period. Well, I don't uh, think Duke Nukem's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I mean, not. I want to break that down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, that thing needs to just die. Let, let it go. Can they, can they de-age Bruce Campbell enough to be Duke Nukem? <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Mighty Ducks is getting a live-action TV series for some reason. Unless it's based on the cartoon show, I'm not interested. Look, I like the movies. I have all three of them. They're good. Uh, I don't know that I need to see a TV show, but you know we're running out of ideas, so I guess why not, I, did, Disney? Did you ever see the cartoon show? Yes, I did. That, that thing was such a weird, weird thing. Yeah. Why is this called this at all? Yeah, like, they played hockey for, like, I think, like, two minutes of that entire show each week. So. Uh, like, and also, unless they get, like, Josh Jackson, you know, back as a main character. But, yeah, probably not. I have him married to the one girl from the Mighty Ducks, and yeah, could they get Emilio Estevez back? That would be. Yeah, they could. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that I mean, they get no problem. Yeah, he's not really doing any. <laughs> the other two are actually getting work elsewhere, but him, yeah. no, he's waiting at a bus stop somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny like, if he was. Like, it's just the same thing. Like, they're trying to make, like, a Varsity Blues TV show, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, it has some nostalgia value to, you know, old people like us nowadays. So that's how they're trying to do it. It's like, look, I I mean, I guess Friday Night Lights worked, but it doesn't mean that you need to keep rehashing that. Yeah. Every time. And like I said, those movies were, were good, and Varsity Blues was good for its time, but... I don't think that you need to have a TV show for it. Uh, so, no. I mean, I I get that Disney's probably doing it just because, you know, it's one of those things they're going to have on their service or whatever, but... Yeah, well, it's just a family-friendly hockey show. You know, getting together a bunch of, like, misfit kids and it's like, oh, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can win. <laughs> What are you doing? Damn it. Sitting there trying to put the charger in my headset and it does not want to go in for some reason. Uh, Thankfully, we're at the end, so I don't think I have to worry about it too much longer. Uh, Netflix is going to start a spiritual successor to The Soup with Joe McHale again. Uh, I felt like The Soup was starting to really, like, die off when it you know got to the end uh maybe if he's reinvigorated and he's writing his own stuff and all that netflix doesn't have too much of a big say i think it can be okay maybe they'll bring back greg maybe they'll bring back uh greg kinnear from talk soup (laughs) hey good like 
I I I'm pretty adverse to any of the types of shows, honestly. But <laughs> like, I always thought he was funny and everything. Like, I I, I like Joel McHale. I, like, yeah. But I I just don't like having him. Or it's basically like a clip show of reality TV shows. Right. And it's like I don't want to watch reality TV shows in the first place. Yeah. I don't want to watch them with you commenting about how stupid the people are. It's like, I know they're stupid. Right. They're on the show. That's that's already established. We can move on. <laughs> the show is stupid enough. You having this show is even uh, dumber. <coughs> um, but uh, hey, some some big games are coming out uh, this week. Uh, the City of Final Fantasy NT comes out on Tuesday. Uh, then Have fun. Fr- uh, that will not be me. That will be Stephanie, and she. It's probably having more fun than all of us with that game, and hopefully, she continues. Uh, because... I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be an unbiased review. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it won't. Not in the woods is coming on Switch, and I'm considering it uh, just to be able to take it with me. I would tell you to consider it too. If actually, the thing I'm looking at right now is Rayman Legends on Switch. It's like twenty bucks. Yeah. Uh, that's not a bad one either. Uh, Night in the Woods, I'm sure, will be 20 bucks. That's what it costs uh, on the other systems. Uh, EA Sports UFC 3 uh, also comes out. Do not give two flips about that, but I know someone on the staff who is excited and is already, like, because I think they offered it as far uh, for the uh, EA Access, like, full trial or whatever, uh, so you can play the whole thing. Is it funny that the THQ UFC games are better? It is funny. Okay. Just making sure. Even though one of them had Brock Lesnar on the, on the cover, which is dumb. <laughs> Was it like Undisputed 3 or whatever still the best one? I think, everybody I think so. Might be two, yeah. but I'm not quite sure. You know, one of those. They're all better than the UFC, than the EA ones. Let's just yeah. say that. That's, that's true. But hey, it's EA. You know. Uh, Cold Iron is also coming out. It's an indie game puzzler that comes out on Tuesday, and that's it's a short week. Um, but yep. some some big games coming out. So yeah, um, I'm sure that we'll see. Um, Stephanie will have gameplay for Dissidia, and there'll be more uh, things going on. I think Stewart said he's getting ready for EA. Uh, UFC, and I, I will still be mulling over Night in the Woods if maybe getting it or not. But, all right, uh, I think that's going to do it for us here this week. We'll be back on Saturday or Sunday next week talking more games and whatever else has been going on uh, in the gaming and entertainment world. Until then, we'll see you later, everybody. Later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.